Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing up another episode in our self-care series, today being on the topic of taking a parenting time out and honoring the me and Mary. All right. So just before we begin, a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So of course, we'd appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. So today being a part of our self-care series, once a month, we'll be focusing on a new area of self-care. Life gets overwhelming for all of us and the sense of getting lost in a sea of to-dos, worry, and anxiety sometimes seems inevitable. Self-care can be described as the active process of making your body and mind or life, I think as we'll approach today, a pleasant place to inhabit by filling up your own cup first, filling your own cup first, uh, which ensures you have enough to give others. It's a huge topic, lots to unpack, and no better time than the holidays to dig in and show yourself the love, nurture, and respect you deserve. And life stress, we've all got it. This year, it kind of seems to ramp up. Add to that a pandemic, an overbooked schedule, family or coworkers that perhaps you'd rather not engage with, uh, kids' activities that don't seem to end or you just as well forego. This is a time of year where we can take our needs and wants and completely sideline them. Not good. As parents are just busy people, we've sometimes got to press pause and catch a little reprieve while keeping little humans alive and not getting fired from our jobs, while getting back to basics, finding the joy in the season, and keeping ourselves front and center through it all. All right, Gina, we're going to go into the details, kind of random topics, but of how. Uh, So first off, being involved in a to-do, a something, a get together, you name it, doesn't have to mean being beginning to end, but perhaps a cameo appearance that checks the box for all involved. Do you ever plan to go to event an event and leave early? Like you just go knowing I'm going late, I'm leaving early. And if so, how do you do so gracefully? Mm-hmm. Okay, so before I even answer that question, I'm going to say in doing all of these self-care episodes, I have come to realize something very important. And that is, and I'm not patting myself on the back necessarily, but I am very good at taking care of myself. I, I'm seriously excelling in all these. However, I mean, I know I have some work to do. Where I struggle, and I know this, this is just how my mom is as well, is in trying to get others around me to do the same. And I won't name names, but if you can imagine, I mean, I, I live with <clears throat> one person that I would, you know, <laughs> you, you would probably imagine need some, some self-care. And just trying to get them to do the same. And and that's where I really become naggy uh, because I think uh, I feel like that person would be so much happier and more relaxed if they took care of themselves. And I, I, I sometimes it bothers me. Like, why don't you see that? Like, why don't you see that you're you're not taking the best care of yourself that you can? And then I start to get overwhelmed. And that's where my self-care starts to plummet. Because I'm like, well, because I, I focus too much on the other person. You know, I'm doing all this for myself. I'm in a good place. Why aren't you there too? And I do. I get this from my mom. She's also generally very good at setting boundaries and taking care of her needs first. And I used to think of this as her being selfish. I won't lie. 
I now realize as an adult that it's just smart and and I do it too. Um, <clears throat> I just realized early on that in order to be the best me, I have to take care of my most basic needs first, including even things that go beyond uh, just your basic needs, like getting massages and extra nurturance practices. So I just wanted to add that. Thank you, mom, for teaching me this. And I'm working on not being a nag in the house. So to answer the question that you just asked, I would say I have always been, again, really good at leaving early and planning to leave early. I will tell you, I was also that girl in college that would be at a party and I would just leave, which is probably looking back, like my friends probably probably hated me. We did have cell phones, obviously. Um, I shouldn't say obviously. I mean, I am <clears throat> almost 40, but I would just be the one that would just dip out. Like when I was done and I wanted to go to bed, like peace, I'm out. I don't care. I don't need to say goodbye to anyone. It's just like, I'm, I'm gone. And I've always been like that. And actually Nick says that he was the same exact way. So maybe that's why we work well together. Um, so we're definitely the, the couple in the family that will get there early or get there right on time. So we don't feel bad leaving early. I really do not budge on this at all. I set boundaries and I rarely falter. And again, I'm just lucky that Nick generally agrees. I mean, there are some times, and again, he is much better at this, at, you know, making sure to say goodbye to everyone, literally going up to every single person and, you know, telling them in this case, happy holidays, have a Merry Christmas. Well, you know, we'll see you next year. I am not good at that. So I appreciate that about him, but it also <clears throat> sometimes takes too long. Um, <laughs> we're definitely night owls on the weekend, but generally that means night owls in bed. And by that, I mean staying up later on the weekends, watching Dateline or something on Netflix while winding down and not being night owls out. So yeah, we're, we're really good at this. Well, what about you? Oh, I have. Okay. First of all, I used to Okay, if I'm being honest and don't take this the wrong way, we're honest with okay. each other. Sometimes I would be like, come on, Gina, like, just commit, like, don't say no. Like, and you're, you're just clear, right? Like, you're not rude. You're not soft about it. Like, you don't sugarcoat. You're just like, no. And <laughs> I've learned a lot from that. And it used to be that I didn't understand it, but I think just owning your why and just being super clear with others about this is what I need now. And you don't have to like it, but like I, I'm communicating. This is, this is my need. This is my want. And some people may not like it and you just march on because yeah. if you're not happy. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. I also think of a birthday party. So we're in the holiday season. Um, my girls had two birthday parties last Saturday. So basically our entire day was spent at kids' birthday parties. And the one that was at the bowling alley was like cosmic bowling. So we walked in and to a COVID hotspot, first of all, um, and like there was <laughs> yeah. no mass, like so many people. Okay. So pitch black. We don't know these people. Um, it's somebody from Piper's class. Piper's five. We're like, hey, do you see this little boy? She's like, no, I don't see him. There's multiple parties going on. So we're just wandering, right? And eventually some guy walks up to me and he's like, are you here for so-and-so's birthday? We're like, yeah. He's like, here's a name tag. I'm like, oh, okay, oh here we are. So then the mom starts adding all the kids to the to the bowling list, uh, like to the, you know, to the whatever for the bowling so they could bowl in, a, in yeah. order. Their names were up there. Well, by frame two, like two of the five kids on our lane were gone. Like, I think their parents got smart and they were, they dipped, right? They were like, this is a hot mess. We gone. And <laughs> I, looking back, I'm like, we should have done that because lo and behold, 
they brought in like Little Caesars pizzas, you couldn't bring outside food into the bowling alley. So then they had to toss all of these pizzas, order pizza from the bowling alley that was completely slammed. It took forever. They had Lord knows how many kids and adults standing there just hangry. And then the mom did such a bad job of time managing the party that was supposed to go from five to seven. At 645, we hadn't even done cake. And there was this pile, I mean, like a mountain of gifts. And she had said he wanted to open them there. No. Wouldn't you know, Gina, every single child and family was gone except for us. (laughs) And Mark texted me and he said, "Uh, have you noticed that you and your children are the only ones standing over there helping this kid open his gifts? And I was like, oh, "Oh." okay." And and, uh, looking back, yes, it's just like I felt bad, but I was so ragey when I got out of there. I just needed to better manage myself. So anyway, I oh am getting gosh. better at this. That was a really bad example, but for me at practicing this, but I learned a lot. So I would say if I'm in out with a group and I do this often because my book club goes out, we tell the server right away. And, you know, everybody eats out during the holidays. Like there's just yeah. large groups going to restaurants, right? Like mm-hmm. tell the server right away out of the gates. We're separate checks, and some of us may be leaving at different times than others. Like, set yeah. the stage for all involved. Yeah. And I am not one to carpool. I have a couple girlfriends that love to carpool, and I will sometimes say yes, but I almost always drive myself because I want that escape route. I yes. do not want to be on somebody else's time time like schedule. Nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. And communicate. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Key is to communicate. Perhaps create a little bit of a white lie. I'm all about the white lie. And then execute politely yet assuredly don't dawdle mm-hmm. and make it happen. So I, yeah, I'm kind of like Nick when it comes to like the etiquette of bye, 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 mm-hmm. bye, kiss, 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 kiss. But mm-hmm. sometimes like that, that dip and go is like the best, you know, yes. and then it's fine. It's fine. It, it feels a little like rough, but it's fine. So everyone should perfect this skill, uh, especially mm-hmm. as the holidays come around. Um, and you know, even last, a couple of weeks ago, I was out with my book club, I would say, or a different group. Well, we just end, all ended up staying longer than we wanted because nobody communicated. Like we just sat there and it was fine, but it was late. Like we were all kind of done and uh. had somebody just said, and it should have been me, hey, I'd like to take my check and get out of here yep. um, politely. We, It would have been a better night, honestly. Yeah. And That's always me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get late. Need, See ya. <laughs> I need you locally, Gina. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a few things to add to this. First of all, I am sorry and and I'm not judging, but if you have a child's birthday party, that is not the party to open all the gifts. I the only two parties where you open gifts in front of people is wedding showers and baby showers. Done. That's it. Now, if your kid wants your friends or wants his or her friends to see them open his gift, his or her gift, then when before they leave open the gift from, from them. Otherwise, no, I do not want to sit and watch your kids open all their gifts. I think that is torture. <laughs> I hate it. Uh-huh. So anyway, I, that's just one thing I'm going to say. Second thing is we're really lucky because some of our best friends live down the street and they are also, you know, people who are very timely and they want to get out early. So we do oftentimes carpool with them because we know they're also leaving early. Third thing to say, you know, what you said at the beginning of the podcast, how I sometimes will just say no and not waver um, or at the beginning of your answer. I think I actually got that from my dad. And here's the thing. 
he, I can remember this very vividly and he is the same way now. As a child, I would ask him something. He would say no and he would never waver. And who did I listen to? My dad. He would never go back on a no. And I learned, I learned from him. So maybe he also was good at self-care in, in some regards. But now I'm the same way with my kids. If I say no, they know not to ask me again. Now they'll ask Nick a million times because he generally will eventually say yes. But if they, if I, if they hear a no from me, they know they'll, they're never going to ask again because I'm not changing my mind. Uh, and so that's how I am like in life generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there are some times when I'll, I'll waver and, and give in. It, it depends on the situation, but generally speaking, no means no. Or I wouldn't have said it in the first place. Like if I'm saying no, I've thought it through and I've made the decision. Um, so there's no talking me out of it. <laughs> I love it. I'm learning from you. All right. Do you, Gina, ever arrange reciprocal play dates where you can drop off the kids? Or do you have any reservations on arranging childcare over the weekend so that you can get stuff done? Uh, even if that means a little Netflix and chill, a workout, gift wrapping, you name it. And you and I are both moms of two who work full time. So I will say that for any listeners who may not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our weekends Honestly, are kind of like our kid time. That's our family time. And, you know, then the mom right. guilt can creep in. So that's where this question comes from. Yeah. I actually, before we podcasted on Monday night, Nick brought the kids to gymnastics and we didn't start till 630 and he left around, around 545. So we had, I had 45 minutes and I started doing my Christmas cards. I watched the rest of you on Netflix and it was just 45 minutes of just peace and quiet in the basement, just chilling. Oh, it was so nice. Uh, and regarding play dates, I don't know about you guys. We don't, I don't know if it's COVID or if it's just the culture now, but play dates, they're a thing. They're just not as big of a thing as I guess I would have imagined. So page is seven. Cameron is four. He has never been invited for a play date ever. We've had people come at, invite. I've invited people over for him to have play dates, but I think it's also different because I have an older child. So I kind of know how that works. A lot of the kids in his class are only children and maybe their parents don't really aren't comfortable with play dates yet. Or I'm not really sure. Or again, because it was COVID for the last year. And let's be honest, still, we're still in it. So I haven't really dealt with a lot of play dates and especially not drop off play dates because even Paige, who's the older one, is not always comfortable with me dropping off uh, her even at parties yet. Which So anyway. I do set up play dates for my kids and uh, I basically do that to give some time for myself, like you said. So for example, I'm having two of Paige's friends come over in a couple of weeks to decorate holiday cookies. And yes, I will have to take the time to set that up and buy the things and, you know, get it all all ready. But while they're here, that will give me an hour or so of me time. And I will be asking Nick to take Cameron during that time because I don't want Cameron to be in the middle of it. Like, I don't want to decorate cookies too. And I don't want to have to deal with him. So Cam- Nick will take Cameron while the girls are decorating co- cookies and and actually also making snow globes. Yes, that is, mm. that's what I'm doing. Um, we're just really lucky to have family around. And I really never hesitate to text my mom or my dad and his wife to see if they want to take the kids for a bit. And generally they, and they're also very blunt with me, you know, as well. They'll say either no, yes, and here's why. Not that I need a reason why, um, but they also love to do it. And I, so I don't feel guilty doing that. Um, I do also reach out to them about picking them up from school sometimes. And that way I don't have to rush, you know, after work because after work for me is the most stressful time. I have to leave work. I have to come home, generally either pick up the kids or be with the kids while Nick finishes work. 
you know, entertain them, help them do their chores, get dinner on the table, get baths. I mean, it's just, oh, it's so stressful. And I, and I don't know if it'll ever get easier. Um, so having someone else pick up the kids, is just nice to have that thing off my plate or take care of the kids after school. In fact, Nick actually, right before I came down here, <laughs> he goes, Gina, let's just forget ever moving out of this house and just stay here forever and just hire someone to drop off and pick up the kids and take care of them after school. And I'm like, Nick, that is horrible. Literally <laughs> like the two hours we have with our kids, <laughs> we're going to just outsource that. But it sounds nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when our old nanny, her school schedule would change and she would, she's like a morning person. She would always be up at like four o'clock in the morning. And she, if her hours got like reduced in the afternoon, because our kids daycare always ended at like three o'clock. So we needed somebody before we were off work. Um, and so she, she was that afternoon, but she'd be like, can I come over in the morning and get like 45 minutes in? Cause um, I don't have as many hours this month. And I'm like, you want to come like braid my kids hair in the morning and drop them off at school. I was like, okay. Like I, I was kind of like doing it for her. And then it was like, oh, that's really nice. And they like go to school with like cute little braids every day. And I mean, yeah. I'm, it's, it's not, we did it for her. We don't, we did not need that, but uh, yeah, it is. So we have overlap of a nanny in the, in the evening hours of like an hour. And I call that self-care. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do we well, need now, it? No. Are you still working though during that hour? No. Okay. Okay. No. Um, but Mark is, and that's my workout time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Cause you work out later. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I would say that's a, a piece of self-care for us. So that's certainly Absolutely. not a play date. And it kind of is a play date because all they do is play and have so much fun and they love her to pieces. Um, yeah. So I guess everybody wins, but yeah, it, the evenings are, are tough. It's like, yeah, it, it just kind of keeps getting later and later. Um, I don't know, Gina, I, I love a good drop off play date <laughs> and I found that asking for it and offering it in return at a time that works for my schedule can be super helpful and everybody wins. And at first I felt like I would kind of, cause it was, most of these people are like friends that I know my kids went to Montessori with the same kids from like birth to age six. So mm -hmm. we, we have a very, that group of like families is very close knit and I would feel like I would have to chit chat, you know, with the parents or whatever, socialize a bit at drop off. Um, but now I'm like, I'm like a drop and go, like I'm out of there because the time just goes so fast. I mean, you're not going to leave your kids there for hours and hours and hours. Um, and then I've also got a couple younger babysitters that perhaps don't drive, but would be great with my kids that are ideal for a couple hours on an afternoon when I can provide, you know, transportation on a weekend. Um, yeah, I don't know. And my kids are super at that age where babysitters are super cool. They have no separation anxiety for me. Um, so it can free me up a little bit and I don't feel guilt over it. The kids are happy too. So yeah, we don't do it a ton, but it's an option. Like, I think that's something I'm going to consider to get some holiday shopping done. Heck yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. if, if you can do it. We actually had, when we were celebrating, I, I'm just thinking about this. Whenever I have a moment, I always think to myself, like, when are Nick and I going to be extremely busy and not going to be able to give the kids any attention? I will reach out to a sitter, even just to come in for an hour and play. Like when I was getting ready for... I was setting up Paige's birthday in August and there was about an hour and a half when I just knew that Nick wasn't going to be here. I was going to be trying to set up for the party and I don't want two kids, you know, trying to get my attention and I don't want to, you know, throw them down in the basement for TV time, which, you know, that's fine too. I've, I've certainly done that. And, but I had another option to find, I actually have a friend whose daughter does 
this like mommy's helper. Like, well, she'll come over for an hour or two. And I'm like, you know what? This would be a perfect time for her to come over. And she did. And it was just awesome. They did crafts for like two hours and and then it was party time. So it was perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's younger. So she's not, you know, I, don't, I didn't feel obligated to pay her a lot. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, in eighth grade. That's another thing. If you can find someone even in elementary school who can come over and play with your kids, you won't have to pay them as much generally. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, what are your thoughts or opinions? Total pivot here. Thoughts mm-hmm. or opinions on holiday decor? Is it self-care to put up and enjoy? Or is it perhaps self-care to scale back on the decorations? Yeah. So I would definitely choose the latter. It's self-care to scale back for me, of course. I actually did just hear, though, that people who put up their decorations early self-report being happier and less anxious. But I think those are people who really like to do that. You know, if, if you're putting up your decorations the day after Halloween, that's you're probably someone who just likes to decorate and, you know, make your house look holiday-y. And I do like that and appreciate that. Uh, I actually really, really enjoy holiday decor myself. They give me a lot of joy. But that being said, I really get more joy out of others' decorations and not my own. <laughs> what actually gives me joy are the holiday smells in our house, like candles or um, you know wreaths, garland, and holiday music. And we are a start this November 1st type family where we start playing, you know, Michael Buble. That's Nick's favorite holiday music (laughs) (laughs) around uh, November 1st or, you know, around then. Otherwise, I really do leave the decorating to Nick because it's not my thing really at all. Uh, The kids love it. And actually, Nick loves it, too. So I say go out there and and get to it. But yeah, for me, it's more self-care to scale back. And do the simple things, you know, put out the holiday candles and start the holiday music and even the holiday baking. What about a tree? Definitely do a tree, but it's, I mean, actually, this was my self-care last year. We decided we're not buying a, a, a real tree anymore. We bought a fake one and we're, it, it was a struggle for me to make that decision. But again, I don't have, first of all, they're expensive, like $70, $100 a year, which whatever, but you know, I could save that money every, every December. That'd be nice. Yeah. Also, I don't, I just, they're always such a mess. You always have to water them every single day. It's something else to water. It's something else to vacuum with all those, you know, little pine needles. Oh, it's just so much easier just to get a fake one. (laughs) Um, we have the real garland, so we've got that smell on our mantle. So yeah, we do a fake tree and I I consider that (laughs) self-care. See, I've never had a real tree. I think I need to suffer through it one year. Like, love it for a day, right? And then you're like, ugh, give me my plastic. Or the day, or you know, we've had plenty of times when we picked out the wrong tree where it looks nice, you know, out on the on the on the lot, but you take it home and it's already dead after getting it. You know, three days later, you didn't realize that it was already halfway dead when you bought it. We had that happen a couple years ago. Or Nick always thinks. Nick always, oh my gosh, he'll pick out a tree. And I'm like, that's too big for our living room. No, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> we basically had a uh, Christmas vacation moment. <laughs> this was a couple of years ago. We, I'm like, okay, whatever you say, we bring it in this tree. It literally takes up half of our living room. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had some doozies. And so having a fake tree is just love it. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. My mom stopped putting up a tree a couple of years ago because she said she didn't host Christmas anymore. And she just, I don't know. It made me sad, but I'm realizing now it was maybe just self-care. Um, yeah. I personally don't go all out for decorating for any season, 
But I will say it brings me some joy to have some hol- some holiday decor up. And there is nothing better than that Christmas tree on. It's dark. I have like a stout on a Saturday night and I'm just like reading my Kindle, like stare. Oh, it, that, that to me is like the perfect Saturday night in like February, yeah. you know, or not February, like de- December, early January, whatever, before the tree comes down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned it, but Christmas music is a must have. So yeah, Alexa, please play mm-hmm. Pandora holiday music or yep. <laughs> Mariah Carey holiday. Uh, that said, I think labeling and keeping organized your decor helps make it a task that you don't hate and one mm-hmm. that doesn't have to take gobs of time. So if you're looking to kind of um, get organized there, I would I would start there. Yeah, I'm sure agreed. you're very organized in that way. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> All right. One of my favorite parenting timeouts is TV or movie with the kids. There's a few things I'll put my Kindle down for when the kids have control of the TV. Um, but I love a good holiday movie or show. What are your must-haves for the season? Okay, here we go. Home Alone, every year. Love it. In fact, all three, typically. <laughs> one, two, and three. Um, a Christmas Story, which is the old one from what, like 1950, I'm guessing. Uh, Bad Santa, hilarious. Love that movie. You had Elf on your list, but I'm adding it too because, I mean, ugh, Classic. And lately, as as in, I would say, starting last year, the kids are obsessed. Do your kids watch this movie, The Christmas Chronicles? I've never even heard of it. Oh, my gosh. There's two of them, and they're on Netflix. Oh. And Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. And so Kurt Russell is Santa. Goldie Hawn is Mrs. Claus. Really cute. Your kids. I mean, I, I, I do enjoy. I do enjoy those movies. I think the first one was was made in 2018 and the second one 2019 or so it's it's new. It's newer, um, but they're they're really good and they're on Netflix. I think they're only on Netflix. I don't think they ever went to, you know, the theaters. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they're just Netflix movies, but really good. Does Cameron like Home Alone or is he too young? Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, no, he, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Not as much as Paige I mean, Paige is definitely more into it, but Cameron does like it. Elf is the best. It's it cracks me up every time when he can feel his heartbeat in his finger. Oh, my gosh. I just die. It's so and the syrup on the spaghetti. Oh, it's the best. Uh, oh, yeah. What about Polar Express? They do watch that movie usually. Yeah. And I think it's a really, really cute movie. I do. I do enjoy that. And I, I don't know that it's an every year movie. Um, but yeah, we, we do. We do like that movie a lot. Okay. If you're listening. Instagram message us and let us know what else we should add to our kids watch list for this year. I feel like there's so many others that that we're forgetting, but you know, there's only so much time. There is. (laughs) Uh, All right. What else this season or in past seasons have you done or plan to do to stay more grounded in gratefulness? Mm, Gosh, I would say, as we've talked about before, this is an area that I'm always all ears as far as tips and strategies uh, for instilling more gratefulness really amongst, well, my kids, I want to say, but also just me. Like, what are some things I can do? So we talk about uh, one thing every day that we're grateful for at the dinner table. So when we sit down, that's the first thing we talk about. What are you grateful for today? And like I've said before, it has to be unique, not just, you know, I'm grateful for the roof over my head or I'm grateful for this meal. Like yesterday, Nick went out of his way to pick up um, the groceries. I, I ordered groceries to be picked up yesterday and I couldn't pick them up. And I was grateful for him to add that to his to-do list at the end of his day. So I said that. So things like that, something that's that's unique to the day or to the week or whatever. Um, 
I, I think that something I've learned is that I really love to hear when others are grateful for what I do, which to me is just a hint that I assume that means others like hearing it too. So I, so I appreciate when people tell me they're grateful for something that I do, specifically Nick, I would say, obviously, or that they're, you know, thankful for me in whatever way. And I'm not just saying I like to, you know, hear positive things about myself. But for me, that means, you know what, if I appreciate that, I know others do too. So I think just reminding myself that it's good to tell people how grateful you are for them and how thankful you are for them doing, you know, whatever it was. So I'm really working on telling people more often how grateful I am for them and how thankful I am. Uh, And I like my kids to hear that too, so they can do the same. And I'll tell them too, you know, like for example, you know, uh, I don't know, yesterday, what did Paige, oh, Paige, I've started a new thing where I have to, I have them every other day vacuum the kitchen after dinner. And I told Paige, I said, you know, listen, I know that that was a new chore and I sprung it on you at the last minute right after dinner today. And I'm just really thankful that you didn't whine about it and you just did it and you got it done. So I'm just trying to do that more often. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, as somebody who loves words of affirmation, um, yeah, grateful, mm-hmm. thankfulness. But when you can be specific about it, it just it feels so authentic versus so empty. You know, oh, thanks for all you do. Uh, tell me more. Like, what does that yeah. mean? Uh, yeah. And as your manager, I'm a manager to your staff, too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, people want to know what they're doing well, what they can improve upon. Um, I am like, that is the, my biggest thing at work is like, I, I want feedback. Tell me the good, tell me the bad, tell me the ugly. Like I want to know all the things, um, Mm -hmm. so that I am grateful for feedback, I guess. Um, and if it's good, all the better. I love to be told all those things just like you. I'm a words of (laughs) affirmation girl. What can I say? Um, okay, Gina, what about bullet journaling? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh my gosh. Okay. I've heard of it, but explain it. Well, it's a little abstract, but it, okay. it is a physical. Here's my interpretation or how I have practiced bullet journaling. A physical journal. I got like a really nice, like pretty soft, like leather one a couple years ago, about an inch thick. Uh, so it was good sized. And I just kind of carried it back and forth in my tote from work. Like I just kind of always had it handy, but it had, um, I had like daily gratitude. So I would physically like write the date and just bullets of like what I was thankful for. I had, and then there was like different random pages. So I would have, it was just a way of keeping organized. Other, like I had how much breast milk was stored in the freezer. So I I knew what date I had pumped it and how many ounces and I labeled the, so, you know, all those little bags for me got like lost in the freezer and I didn't want it to be like 2024 and I was finding like boob milk in the bottom of my freezer. Um, So it was a way to keep that organized. I had like a a rainy day, like things to do with the kids or things that on my like to-do list, my spring cleaning, fall clean, like whatever type of a cleaning list, you know, things that you want to get done on the weekend or goals for the year, for the month. You kind of like organize it in in different ways. You can organize like birthdays um, the, and there's all sorts. So it encourages you to do like cutesy like fonts and as a way, like a creative outlet as well as a tool for like organizing and just, I'll call it grounding. I don't know. But if you look I, I online. I feel like I would love it. You'll love it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just feel like if you look uh, okay, online, there's a, there's no wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just, I have so, I'm a note taker. I, I, I write little, I mean, Nick makes fun of me all the time and it is a little bit obsessive. 
I write lists and notes constantly. So adding this to my list, ooh, I feel yeah. much, but I do love it. I'm like I would have right a must make recipes or it, even if it's January and I just had the best whatever side dish at so-and-so's Christmas, I would write it and for next year and be like, make this dish next year. It's just a way of keeping organized, especially if you have a memory as crappy as mine. I don't know. Yeah. I just loved it. And it was such an intentional way on a daily basis to just get organized and be in just purposeful about recognizing my just fortune, I guess. So I think I feel like I kind of do this already in my actual weekly planner. There's always a section that has the whole calendar. So mine is broken down into into different months. And then so, for example, January has a little it's broken down into the weeks, but then it has one page that's all, the whole entire month. And that's where I'll make little notes about January, like what to do in January. And I'll even look ahead, like what you just said. I, ha- I have plenty of notes for, you know, do this in uh, July 2022 or do I liked this that I saw at this party, do this here. And I'll make little notes even months ahead of time. I generally purchase my next year's calendar around September so I can start filling in the, the, the following months ahead of time. So I, I kind of it's it, I don't necessarily use it for for gratitude, mm-hmm. but perhaps I I could turn it into more like that. But uh, yeah, I, I like that. Do you keep them I'm, year to year? Like, do you have no, like no? I don't. You toss no, them? Oh gosh, no! I toss them. I can't wait to get rid of them. They're usually such a mess by the time the year has end has oh. ended. Oh gosh, so oh. much scribble. Oh, too funny. All right, <laughs> so you added this question. Um, yeah. In order to keep the me in Mary. M-E-R-R-Y, of course. What's mm. something you do? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What's something you just don't indulge in around the holidays that may add more stress if you did? Yeah. I love your response. I had to do this because here's the thing. There are some things that I just have not gotten sucked into. And I, ref- you know, I, you know, I, I say no and I mean it. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to preface this by saying if you have kids in the room, I guess send them out real quick. Uh, but I refuse or push pause on the, on the podcast. I refuse to do off on the shelf. I refuse to do it. I, my kids are now pages in her first year of elementary school. So perhaps now is the, is the first time she's really going to hear about it. Uh, because last year, I, I don't think she ever once, maybe she brought it up a couple times. Like, what's this elf on the shelf thing? Or my friend has an elf on their shelf. Well, I refuse to do it. I will not put myself through that stress of moving an elf and creating a little, I don't know, riddle with a little gift. I don't even know what, I honestly don't even know what it is. And I don't care to know. I will never do it. I refuse. And that's something I will never indulge in to, you know, and that's part of my self-care. Same. I, it's funny you wrote that because when people post about it on social media, I'm like, why? Like, (laughs) you're either a saint or psychotic. I'm not sure. Like, but I, it would never dawn on me to do that. No. No. Every day. I'm lucky if I remember to tap the tooth fairy on the shoulder. Okay. Like, (laughs) and I totally took your advice and got that tooth pillow that hangs on the outside of the door. So there's like zero risk of, um, you know, the tooth fairy interrupting the sleep cycle. Um, but yeah, I'm like, that's stressful enough for me. I can't even imagine a little dude I had to move around every day and you have to write (laughs) something. 
I, I don't think there's any rules, but you know, you see all this stuff on you know Instagram, and well, of course, I don't even count that as reality. That's that's ridiculous. People in that case are doing it just for the Instagram post, like making up all these grandiose things with their elf. I think that most people keep it really simple, but I don't even have time for that. Honestly, I what don't percentage do of families do you think do elf on the shelf? You know, that's a really good question. I, my guess would be fifty. You what do you think? I don't know. And doesn't that little thing cost like 40 bucks or something just stupid? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Ugh. No way. I would literally dread the holidays if I had to bring out an elf on the shelf. <laughs> no. No Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't. I just can't do it. Instead, so, do I'm, an I'm advent trying... calendar. We love those. Yeah. Like fill we it with. An we, advent calendar. we have like a little yep. wooden one. We just fill it every year with like, a, you know, a Hershey kiss each or, you know, that's fun for the little countdown. Don't. Yeah. Avoid the elf. Don't get sucked in. Avoid the elf. And I'm trying to feel I'm trying to come up with like a rebuttal when Paige comes home and says, why does so and so have an elf on the shelf that has, you know, that gives them little things every morning? I don't even know. I'm waiting for it because, like I said, last year she kind of started talking about it, but I'm waiting for it to get even worse this year when she's has more people in her class. First of all, and second of all, she's older. Third of all, she's in public school. I don't know if that makes a difference. I don't know why that would make a difference. It really doesn't. But I think just now that she's older, perhaps kids will talk about it more. I don't know. Well, we can but put I'm, them on FaceTime and they can have their like sad little pity party together about how their mean, mean parents won't hide a little man around the house. Um, right. When, when she says, everyone has one, I'll say, uh, 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 <laughs> Piper and, um, uh, and Shay don't have one. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll call each other and, and commiserate. The other thing is like gifts for, um, teachers, neighbor, no, pass. Sorry. See, oh gosh, I, I do. I will say I do give gifts to teachers now not saying anything extravagant I'm actually literally going to go buy those today because I have the day off and it's going I'll probably spend like 15 20 bucks so nothing just a little thank you I do do that mm -hmm. I'm surprised you don't do that actually sometimes I do sometimes I don't um, okay yeah it, it's kind of it, I think we talked about like unless something strikes me as like that would be a great gift yeah I I, I tend to not or um, some of my like rock star mom friends who are way more on it than me will be like, hey, I'm collecting money to give, you know, this teacher and this teacher a gift. I'm like, yes, here we go. Let yeah. me Venmo you. <laughs> That's good. I, we had someone in Paige's class last year do that. And I loved that. Of course, I'd already purchased a gift for the teacher. So I was like, dang it. Um, so I still contributed to the big gift, but I like that idea a lot. I wish I could be that person, but. Mm, eh. But we have self-care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I need me time. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps that one up. That was good. Good reminders. Um, so coming up on December 5th, we will be dishing about Instant Pot and Air Fryer Faves. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right. Until next time, be well. And Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.